What is up and welcome to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Rebel and Create are words that I live by. I believe fathers need to rebel against the status quo of low expectations and create a life mastering the craft of fatherhood. Our role as fathers is far more important than our culture is letting on. There's no one to blame, but the opportunity to take responsibility is on us. It's time we own who we are, own the opportunity of our fatherhood role. I want fathers to discover who they are. They are powerful leaders who are making an impact on future generations. The question is, what kind of impact are you creating? This Rebel and Create podcast will last 10 to 15 minutes and will dig into questions sent to me by fathers as well as review Monday's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. The goal is to dig into the role, the purpose, and the identity of the father. Thanks for listening, and please email any of your fatherhood-related questions to ned at rebelandcreate.com. And hey, please, don't forget to smile and have grace for yourself. You have what it takes. What's up, my friends? Happy New Year. Here we are, middle of January 2021, and I know if you're Looking out the window at the world, it can seem a bit hectic and crazy, and yeah, it is, but I want you to consider that you have a ton of influence on the other side of that window, right inside your home, inside your own body. Now, you may not have control over what's happening out in the world, but you have that huge control right there in your home, and I don't even want to use the word control, choose the word influence, opportunity. This month, we're talking about planning. Makes sense. It's January. The first week I discussed, you know, how it's important for you to pause, reflect, make adjustments, but you have to decide to do that. You have to decide to set aside that time. Nobody's going to do it for you. And any great adventurer, any great explorer is stopping and looking at the map, making sure they're on track. And for most of us, life just happens. It just happens to us. We never really pause and reflect. I think it is overwhelming to us, but the reality is, is you do have power to course correct. Um, And maybe that's what's scary is once you know, once you look in the mirror, you reflect and you decide, hey, you know what? I don't like how this, that, or the other is going. I'm going to make some changes. That's going to require you to do work. But hey, that's life, right? Anything good comes out of the struggle, comes out of the work that we put into it. All right, the second week I talked about my personal planning, what it looks like for me to go on an annual retreat by myself and how I had seen CEOs and pastors do that and how much more important is my family than that CEO's company or that pastor's church because they might not be the leader of that uh, organization for the rest of their life, but I am the only dad, I am the only father that my kids will have And that's a big calling. That's a big responsibility. This is our life. All right. Now, today, what I was going to talk about is setting time aside to plan with your spouse. Now, it's going to be a little bit short. Uh, It's going to be a little shorter because really, I'm going to encourage you to go listen to Monday's podcast with Justin Donald. Um, I'm going to talk about some of this stuff, but I was introduced to him based on him having a great annual planning rhythm with his spouse that he's doing for 10 or 12 years or something like that. And so he's crafted incredible questions. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been doing this with my wife, you know, setting time aside every year, sometime in January-ish to do some planning. And 
then I'm introduced to a guy who's been doing it longer. And so my first instinct is to go, what can I learn? What can I gain? Because that's the point, right? All of us dudes, all of us human beings, we can learn and gain so much from each other, regardless of our position in life, regardless of our job, there's things that can be learned and gained. And so I went to him and said, hey, will you share what you do? And he sent me a 13-page document with all the questions him and his wife go through. And we talked about it on, the Mon- on Monday's podcast. And I've gotten multiple emails asking for that 13-page document, which I've been sending out. So if you're interested in it, it's Ned. Uh, you can email me, ned at rebelandcreate.com, and I'll get that over to you. And it's Justin Donald. You can check out that podcast. Um, okay, but let's talk about this for, for a minute, you know. Sarah and I do set aside annual planning time. And here's what we've done in the past. We've set aside an afternoon or a couple hours to go and talk, maybe at a restaurant, maybe at a brewery. And we typically ask ourselves, you know, what's important for this upcoming year? We typically talk about family trips, kids' school, what were the highs from last year, what were the lows from last year. Then we mainly focus on what we want to accomplish or I should say, make a priority for this upcoming year. Because it's not always about just setting these big, uh, audacious goals. That's fantastic. But it's also thinking about how full life can be and realizing you cannot say yes to everything. So pausing and going, okay, what do we want to make a priority this year? What's important to us this year? Now, I will tell you, it is almost always a bit hard to get the conversation started, right? It's not like you're just jumping in the car to go on a date and whatever happens, happens. You're going to do something intentional, which can always be a little bit nerve wracking a bit, you know, especially as God kind of puts opposites together is what, what's this conversation going to look like? What's important to her? What's important to me? Um, how do we get this going? But I'll tell you, once the conversation gets started, it's, it's genuinely fun, right? You, you leave there feeling like, ah, this is important. This moment mattered, okay? Now, the beauty is in the questions, okay? So really, to get a good conversation going, it's about the questions. So the cool thing with that is you don't necessarily have to come with a huge strategy or I'm trying to convince this or that or I want to get my point across. No, you're coming with great questions and then discussing it, and that's really how two coming together should operate. Now, Sarah and I have our planning set aside for next Friday, January 22nd. And I'll tell you, it's been moved twice. Now, this can totally throw me off, right? It was uh, moved once, something came up, and then it was supposed to be the Saturday. And then this uh, gymnastics thing for one of our kids came up. So I've learned I really have to be flexible and not let that throw me off. So uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've both had the list of questions from Justin. So we took what he had, um, looked at some of the things that we've been doing, and we you know, gave ourselves the packet to answer the questions. And so we're both you know, supposed to read them, be prepared, so that when we meet up um, on the Friday, so we're going to set aside the whole day, go out to lunch, go out for coffee, go out to dinner, and just really sit in the questions. And we probably won't do them all. We'll do some of them, do the ones that matter to us, and that's why we're going through them. And so what I thought I would do today is since I am preparing for that conversation, I'd bring up a few questions that stuck out to me and then just kind of tell you what's on my mind about them, which would be what I talk about with Sarah when we meet. So here's here, here we go. My first question, what do I most need to know about you right now? 
Now, I love that question, but I also have to be ready to answer it. And I get that, you know, you and your spouse talk regularly, so you guys might know kind of most everything that's going on. But the thing for me, you know, when this question is asked of me, what do I most need to know about you right now? Really what's been just stirring inside me is like stewardship and really just getting the house in order. And I don't mean just our home, but for me personally, I leave such a wake whenever I do anything. My car can get thrashed in a week. My closet will get thrashed in a week. The side of my bed will have all my clothes from every day of the week. And uh, I really, that's what I need to be known about right now is that that is important to me to start being held accountable to and working on and slowing down Because it just, by the middle of the week, it starts causing me stress. And then I think it just comes out, you know, because I've left awake, because I've been working on whatever I think is important. So that would be my answer for that, right? So I would prepare that and then talk about that. And then she would hear that. And then she would see when that's slipping that I've given her the opportunity to either pause and help me or call me out on it. Okay, the second question I saw that they're all super good, but that stuck out. Um, what would we like to see in our marriage and family in the next five years? Now, I typically look so sh- so much more short-sighted, like a year from now. What do we want to see in a year from now? But when I read that question, what would we like to see in our marriage and family in the next five years? Well, our oldest is 14. So when you ask that question, it brings up a whole bunch more that, okay, well, you know what? Brooklyn's going to be graduating high school. And, uh, that's what, you know, this is what that looks like to us. She'd been talking about college. And so what does that look like to us? Like, do we want to pay for it? Where do we want it? You know, where do we want to help encourage her to be? Um, dude, I mean, that just opens up some serious questions when you look a little bit further than one year, because, you know, one year from now, the kids are going to look about the same, right? We're going to look about the same. I might have a little bit more gray in my beard, but overall things will be similar, Five years from now, not so not so much. All right, the third question. What about our typical evening routine do you like and what could change? Love this question because we just kind of, our weeks just happen, right? And so here's here's my answer. You know, with, with school, so this is what I wrote down. With school and sports, et cetera, it seems like our family dinner night is happening less, right? It's happening about three to four nights per week, which is, which is great. I'm happy with that. But I would say that maybe one of those a week is slow, meaning we're not in a rush to sit down and eat together. You know, we sit down and nobody gets up and goes to do homework or goes to finish what they were doing. We sit there, you know, for maybe 45 minutes, to an hour and eat and have a conversation. And so how can we have more of those? Or how can we at least be aware that one of those is really important to us and we're communicating that with the kids? The final question that I'll throw out there to you, what can I do to show you love and appreciation more often? Now this all of a sudden starts to uncover stuff right? Like, and as I think about this, if she's asking me, what can I do to show you love and appreciation more often? 
Hmm. Well, you know what? There's actually another question in this is about the love languages to reevaluate those. Because if I step back and go, man, Sarah is always serving, right? And, and doing it really, we all do this. We really do it from our love language because it makes the most sense to us. And it's probably the easiest for us to do, but then can also bum us out sometimes because the response isn't always the way we would respond because we're operating out of our love language versus what our spouse is. So I think what I would do with that question is lean more into then reevaluating what is each of our love languages and maybe what are some of the things that I've done this year that really stuck out to you. And I'll I'll give an example this year. I might bring home flowers like I don't know. Let's well, I do it more now often and you'll see why. <laughs> but maybe twice a year, right? Maybe twice a year I'd bring home flowers. Um, but we were, we because I felt as though she had said, yeah, flowers aren't the main thing to me, but I know that, that gifts are. And uh, she has, I felt as she, that she had made a comment that flowers weren't super important. But then we were out with another couple and the I, the idea of flowers brought up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I bring flowers to Sarah, you know, maybe once a month or something. Like, you know, I just don't know how, how the weeks go. So I, I, I made a comment like that. And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and I, I was like, what do you mean? No. She's like, yeah, maybe a couple times a year. And as I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that's true. But it's interesting that you're counting because I thought that you didn't care about that. Well, clearly, it still was a gesture that meant something to her. So I've, I mean, it's such an inexpensive way to show love and appreciation that lasts a few days, you know, on the counter in the kitchen or next to her sink in the bathroom. So the the thing is, is unless she had said that and it came up on a date with another couple, which made me feel like a jackass, right? Uh not in a, not in really a bad way, but it motivated me to go, oh, okay, maybe this does matter to her. Maybe I should do that. But if we're not pausing to ask the question, then how would we ever know? So that's the beauty of setting aside planning. Now, when you say, hey, spouse, let's sit a, set aside a day to do planning. I mean, one of you is probably going to shut down. Like for me, saying planning is like music to my ears. I love it. To Sarah, not so much. But when you actually get to what the questions are, all of a sudden, it's not this gnarly, let's put every single thing on the calendar and dictate our entire life. Because I think that's the thing to be aware of is like, I, I know what I'm doing the next three, four weeks. And, and it doesn't leave a ton of room for spontaneity. And I know that's important to Sarah. So I think acknowledging that as well is important to know the differences. But again, it's only going to come if you set aside time with really good questions. So it's not even a planning day. It's like a dream day or a intentional day or whatever word you want to use. The point is you're paying attention to your life and you're speaking into the direction of your life instead of just letting it happen. And look at the time. I said this was going to be quick. Okay, so let's wrap this up. Go check out Justin Donald. Email me for that list of questions if you want. Ned at rebelandcreate.com. Set aside a dinner, a, 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 a coffee at your house with the kids watching a movie or doing something else. And, and just just dig into one. Just commit to doing one. And I guarantee you it's going to set you on a path that changes your relationship. 
All right, again, Monday's podcast, check it out. I think it, it will motivate you and encourage you because what I did with Justin is, is brought up like 10 questions, five to 10 that I really liked and had him talk about it. Okay, um, I wanna invite you to something. I've been sending a text message every Wednesday morning since 2015, so five years. There's a big old group of dudes on there that in the middle of the week, you know, it's hump day, uh, you wake up and there's a text there just encouraging you. You know, I did it because I really wanted to build community and realized, you know, us dudes, are, our lives are full, but we all have time for a 10 second text message to help us realize we're not alone. We're not the only ones waking up, going and trying to love and serve our families well. So it could be a Bible verse, a Tupac quote, a stepbrother's reference. Uh, I think Tommy Boy I sent recently. So it's just all over the place, but it's a way to be connected and encourage us. So you can go to rebelandcreate.com, click on the icon on the top left, the little ship, and it'll take you to a secret page to put your information in there. I just don't want everybody to have access. It's for people who actually care about what we're doing here. Um, if you've not read my book, I encourage you to check it out. I also think that, you know, so many men I talk to, they go, I don't read. I'm not a reader. I haven't read a book since high school. And even then I probably didn't read the whole thing. I would encourage you, man, you are the leader of your home. There's so much great content out there from incredible people. And my book is super, super simple, big words. Uh, you can get through it in a couple days and it'll set you on a path to continue to dig into being the man, husband, father you want to be. All right. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned. Shout together. Let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you have a question about fatherhood that you'd like me to discuss, I definitely don't have all the answers, but I love talking about it. So shoot me an email, ned at rebelandcreate.com, and I look forward to hanging out with you all next time.